Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. And now you and your husband are madly in love. You went on your... No, I, I remember, I'm not talking about Merida first sight at all here. <laughs> you can talk about this. Is no, I podcast is like hanging love, out with girlfriends. And I feel it's like just, all, all your stories always, you, it always, they always sort of end with such a good outlook on something. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> I hope it's giddy giddy. We're all in bed. I love it. <laughs> I know. This is too good. Kat, are you eating chocolate? Mm-hmm. Eating chocolate in bed. This is how to mm-hmm. podcast girls, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's the wine? Oh. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. It I know. Is. I'd, be is. In, I'd be in bed if I did this. I am. Uh, get it? <laughs> oh, got it. Got, got, I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. Get it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm. Jamie, how are you doing? So, Jamie, I'm good. How are you guys? Great. She's in Florida, Nat. She lives in Florida. So, she is like, we're still in lockdown down here, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the kids are homeschooled. It's just all a whole bunch of freaking jalopy over here, but... It's Whatever. we're in a stay at home order, which okay. means it's illegal to leave your house. Oh, it's a whole nother story. And it's not about us today. It's about you. Yeah. And now I'm all about it. <laughs> um, you know, we, did, we did your podcast like two years ago. Yeah. No way. Not you're hitting just so you know, I don't oh, know sorry. what you're hitting. It's my, um, it's my luscious extensions. Mm, two years ago <laughs> and I remember we did it with you and you told your story and we wanted to ask so many questions but it was your podcast not ours 
Yeah. So we had to like, you know, um, back it down. But for those, and I was like, we have to get her back on so we can have like a real conversation about, I think just your story will resonate with so many people, um, especially your childhood and, you know, how that all unfolded to make you who you are today. Cause I think so many moms are so hard on themselves. So why don't we explain who, why don't you explain who you are and, um, I also know you're a nurse. So tell us everything and how did you end well, up with a social you. media platform? Uh, well, so <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I feel like it's a, it's a loaded question. Um, so, well, I, um, like how you know, does everyone know you all of a sudden that was from a very pop TV show? Yeah. Well, so it's actually, I've kind of, I feel like I don't know. If, okay. So first of all, I don't know if you know this, but I was on The Bachelor. So the first show that I was I on. Didn't. Okay. So I was on The Bachelor. And I, I, I'm like, how far back should I go? I don't know. Yeah. So I was on The Bachelor when I was just a baby. I mean, over 10 years ago, I was just a, like, just a baby. And I was like, you want me? Like, and I literally, you know, I lived in a trailer in a trailer park and I had custody of my siblings. And I was like, I, I mean, my friend was like, we were watching Ali Fedotowski season and she was like, Oh, you know, this is something you would do. And I was like, Oh, I gotta do. I never really had watched it. I didn't really know what it was all about. I thought I could be the bachelorette. And so when the, the commercial came on, I was like, you know, yeah, I'm going to like apply to be this bachelorette and I get to choose between these dudes. And I mean, I was like <laughs> 22 years old and never, you know, like obviously didn't have a whole lot of time to watch cable since I was taking care of my siblings and I was also in college. So, um, you know, I just applied to it and then they, they called me back and I was like, you want me? Like, really me? And, uh, and so I went, ended up going on that show, but I really, um, was kind of more like a fly. I felt like I was more like a fly on the wall getting to watch like the behind the scenes of this really popular TV show, because I was, I remember saying to the producer, I was like, Oh, I really like that girl for him. Like, I really think that they hit it (laughs) off so well. It was so cute. And she was like, um, but what about you for him? And I was like, oh, no, 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 not me. Who was the guy? <laughs> Who was the guy? It was Ben Flanick. <sighs> it feels like freaking just yesterday. And wait, hold on a second. Um, I just want to say, what was your, you know how you said, oh, they want me? Like what was um in your audition tape or whatever that you think made them pick you? We have a friend who uh, sent in uh, an audition for it. She didn't get chosen, but what was it that they decided <laughs> to choose you? I don't know. I mean, now that I'm looking back at it, like, I don't actually really, I mean, I said I was a nurse. <laughs> I had just, I'm like, I don't know. Like, okay. So I said I was a nurse and I, and cause I, I am a nurse and I was a labor and delivery nurse. And so I talked about that. And then of course I talked about, you know, like, you know, I live with my sisters and I lived in a trailer and they asked for like a home tour. And so I had no, I, I was like, this is so embarrassing. I have to give a tour of my trailer. But I was like, uh, I don't know what I just did it. And I, it wasn't a lot. I mean, I did a very little bit of it. And, um, actually I, I wish I had that tape. Cause now yes. I'm like, did I? No kidding. Did I, I yeah. wish could, yeah, that would be such a good memory <sighs> lane. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, are, right? back on, are you still doing, you're still doing your podcast. Yeah. 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 You yeah. got, that would be such a good throw. Listen to it. Oh my gosh. I like, don't even know. I, I know that I have it somewhere. I just don't have no idea where, oh, but, um, so anyway. Yeah. I, I don't know what I did to convince them that I was worthy of going on The Bachelor, but I did a good job because <laughs> they took me. <laughs> amazing. Your personality is amazing. So I'm mm-hmm. going to say you are more than worthy. You have an amazing energy. Yeah. From, oh, you, thank you. You know, it's always not about being like um, something or this or that. It's sometimes. And actually energy. you're gorgeous too. And that yeah. seems to matter on that show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I definitely, you know, did my hair all big and I had my makeup on and, you know, I, I remember the picture it was, I was wearing this like cute little, I know the picture. I have the picture still. I was wearing this. Uh, what's interesting actually is that uh-huh. the, like the, in, the, the infamous scene of me on the bachelor. And I'm sure you probably know about it where I was like teaching Ben to kiss. And if you don't, you have to Google it because it's literally like horrific. If you don't know that scene, just Google Jamie Otis, the bachelor, and it will be the first video that popped up. It was forever the number one most awkward moment of all bachelor history. I was like, here's my claim to fame. (laughs) Um, Were you embarrassed in the moment or you just thought that was a good idea? Well, okay. So 
you know, of course he's like Prince Charming on the show. So he does no, does no wrong, but he kept on approaching me like, like, and now that I have a son, he approaches me like a one-year-old, like when he was trying to kiss me, cause he opened, he was like open mouth. So he was like, uh, you know, like <laughs> approaching me with his mouth open. And I was like, dead, let me teach you. I thought it would be real cute if I was like, let me teach you how I want you to kiss me. And I was just, I was trying to be flirtatious and sexy. Not, I mean, this is <laughs> not for gauges and sexy at all. But like, I was like, just close your mouth. And then like, it's, it's, it's a great two minute clip on YouTube. If, you, if you're, if you're interested in a laugh. Oh. I'm very interested in that laugh. Cause I know I saw it live and it sounds familiar, but it was so long ago. So definitely yeah. watching that again. Yeah. It was a long time ago. But what's interesting is that that same dress that I'm wearing when I, you know, give him like that, I, I like straddle him and teach him how to kiss <laughs> trying to be sexy. And I'm so not sexy at all. Also terrible idea to try to woo a guy by trying to teach him to kiss. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. Kill his confidence right there. You know what yeah, I mean? Right? I'm like, never really going like to kiss you. you again. You know, <laughs> my, I have to, my, I have to tell my son, he, he was, we talking about like, I said, people kiss and, and he, and I said something he's like, no, no, that's more than kissing. That's making out people lick each other when they make out. And I was like, <laughs> we need to talk. Cause if you start licking someone and you're making out, you're going to be infamous on TV. You know, you're going to be somewhere in a bad yeah. clip. Like don't lick people when you're trying to be sexy. Yeah. It's I not licking. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know. People so you know, I won't go there. Did, um, you go to, did you go to the bachelor in paradise ever? I went to it. So there was something called Bachelor Pad before Bachelor in Paradise. Are you familiar with oh, Bachelor Pad? I, I'm, I am positive I watched all of it. This is bringing back memories. <laughs> yeah. So I was on the Bachelor Pad, um, which was like the uh, season three, which was the last season before they, I think it was the last season before they switched to Bachelor in Paradise. Um, like a different, like, so essentially from what I heard from the grapevine is that, you know, this Bachelor Pad was actually a previous contestant uh, his idea, Jesse Sinsack, are you familiar with him? Uh, apparently, you know, it was like his idea. And so he approached the producers like, excuse me, but you know, I want to be a part of this. Like I pitched this idea to you. Now this is all just hearsay girls. Mm-hmm, just not- mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. um, so there's none of this is necessarily set in stone, of course. Um, throwing that disclaimer out there, but news like we're on the street is that he approached them and was going to like sue them for hit them taking his idea. And, uh, you know, then they, he must've had some sort of substantial claim because now they're, they shut down bachelor pad and created bachelor in paradise, which okay. turned out to be just fine for the bachelor because bachelor in paradise is, I think more interesting than any of them. So, Oh my gosh. So okay. Everyone wins, I guess, except from so, Jesse Sinsack, his idea is yeah. gone. So did you, did you find love in any of those places? No, honestly, I was really naive. Like I was just so young and I really wanted to find love. And honestly, I wish I had just gone on there to have fun, you know, and just like enjoy the like free trip around the world. And, you know, I don't know, like living in a quote unquote mansion, which I'm sure you've heard is like far, far from a mansion really. But, um, there's literally like rodents roving around and like uh, <laughs> yeah it's a it's it's an interesting house that's sure um but anyways um no I I really wanted to and you know I think I was just really far too serious like I think even you know the dudes I mean, who you want that. 22 you know what I mean like you're yeah. doing the best you can at 20 like yeah, I think right? that's why they go for young people because people at 22, you take things. So like, you don't have the experience to be like super confident and be like, yeah. I'm going to just roll with it and have fun. Like they yeah. need that. They I mean, it is a TV show after all, you know, they need that. They need, yeah. that. they well, need never... to kiss that, you know, like open mm-hmm. your mommy, show you, they love that. That's probably, <laughs> oh, they the ate moment. that up. Yeah. And what's great about it is people always wonder like, is that scripted? Is it scripted? It's like, Geez, like I wish I could say that was scripted. Like I literally, <laughs> I mean, they did feed me two, uh, four, so four shots of vodka. Essentially, I had two double. <laughs> so that, it's not like they didn't. They definitely help enhance their show with alcohol, you know, from behind the scenes. But that's not even a secret. Everyone knows that you're always drinking on that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that you know, if you, I've always been like a little insecure. It's always something that I've been working on. You know, like just finding my own confidence. I think when you grow up with just, I don't know, probably anybody really, but you know, I grew up with 
my mom just not really being present. And so then my friends would have like, just like normal, what I thought was a normal home life and whatnot. And so then, you know, my mom, like just doing her thing, I I just, I tended, I I tend to feel less than, I think when I'm around women or like then like, you know, just girls who, I don't know why. And I still, I'm literally in therapy and I'm figuring it out because I'm like, why do I think I'm less than, you know, like I went to school, I, you know, I made something of myself, but I think that when you're being called trailer trash and, you know, people know that your mom's addicted to drugs and that you have custody of your siblings and, um, you know, like there was a long, there was a period in my life where I couldn't even shower because we didn't have electricity or heat. And so I would try to rotate going to my friend's houses for showers, but, um, I would always feel bad because like one, one of my friend's mom, she was like, Jamie, make this one fast because you know, like we, they had a well and she was like sick of me showering at her house. And, um, so, you know, I, once upon, I got like, people would be like, oh, something smells. And so whether it was me or not, I don't even know, but I instantly assumed I must be the one that smells because I'm the one that's not showering every day. And uh, I think that kind of insecurity really sticks with you. And uh, it's something that you kind of have to unpack as you're an adult. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Like, and also, don't you feel like it's part of society where like we value like money and people who have, and we, we have set the value so strong in society about like, you know, that's why people go in debt, major debt to have things they can't afford. And, you know, we're so afraid to say, Oh, I can't afford that. Like, you know, we just pretend, I feel like it's ingrained in us as like a, um, like you know, when I, I remember just like an equate, like a, a comparison when I lived in, um, when I worked in Africa, they basically valued people who were, who had curvy bodies and people with smaller bodies were, were, you know, probably didn't have money where people with curvy bodies could afford food and had money. So women would pad themselves to have, uh-huh. big, to have larger bodies. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, they couldn't understand why people want to be skinny, the women. And I was like, it's what, what a society we value. So if you grow up in comparison to wealth where, you know, or popularity, like social media is a popularity contest, we're always going to feel inferior because there's always someone with more, there's always someone with more than us. And, you know, that's hard. Yeah. And I feel like to touch on that, like standards are consistently changing. So like Mm. if you are a woman and you're trying to keep up with, and this is like, I guess a little bit different, um, but just like for, for in general, for literally every woman on the planet of the earth, if you're trying to keep up with the beauty standards, Mm. I mean, can't like, especially like, I mean, you could be in America, just like you say, you could be in America and the idea is a super skinny waist and 
I mean, just like 20 years ago, Twiggy was like the thing. And there's yeah, Kate Kate Moss. Moss. Yes. Like that's like the beauty standard just 20 Mm -hmm. years ago. And there's nothing wrong with their body structures that they're beautiful women, but there's also nothing wrong with like, and I don't, I hate to like use Kim Kardashian as as an example because she's clearly done, um, you know, like plastic surgery, which are also there. I don't think there's anything wrong with that either, but like the beauty standard is consistently changing. So if you have a body like Twiggy 20 years ago, you were the it girl, you know, Mm -hmm. like you were the like, goal of, and which is why bulimia and anorexia became such a thing. Um, and now, you know, if you have a body like Kim Kardashian with the booty, then you're the it girl. Like you look great. And if you don't have a booty, you can't keep up. (laughs) What what about us women who just happen to have like, you know, postpartum bodies that just like the normal extra 20, 30 pounds. And, you know, like that's, there, there should be no shame or like, stigma around it but yet there is um so yeah it's a it's a constant that'll thing. probably that'll probably become the hot body when we're like 80 and we're gonna be like right. why wasn't it hot when we were young right yeah <laughs> um so you did so okay so I know so I mean given that you I know you touched upon it but when did you take custody I think just there's so much undervalue in your um you know your resilience and like the fact that you you feel not enough, but it's like so much, you know, like it's so much that it's like you, you did so much that most people could never do. Like even if they, even if they had all the money and two married parents at home, like, yeah, still like you come out. How did, how did this all happen? How, how, when did you get your, the, the custody of your siblings? Okay. So to like, well, first to, to back it up, well, thank you for, for that. But honestly, I think that anybody would do, you know, what I did. And honestly, uh, I think that a really, um, I think an important thing to do in life is to, to, to know that like, no matter what your struggle is, no matter what, you know, problem or obstacle is in your way, don't look at it as a problem or an obstacle. If you're able to, if you're able to try to like spin it differently and find some sort of gratitude with it, because I'm telling you, I was, so happy when I had custody of my siblings and it was just us oh. in that trailer. Like, and that sounds How so old were you? So I was, so it's a kind of a long story. So I was 19 when they first came to live with me and I didn't have custody at that point. Like my mom had written a note for them to get off the bus because literally the trailer that she was in, I mean, we had no, like I said, we had no heat, we had no electricity and she was constantly getting eviction notices. And eventually they ended up like literally locking her out. And she was like, I can't even get in. So can they just get off the bus at your place? And I had just started renting this little like shack, (laughs) um, like next to my grandparents' house actually. And it was a little trailer. Um, and, uh, I was like, yeah, of course. And so that's kind of how it happened. It's not even like I, it's not even, I didn't even know like that it, they were going to just stay with me. My mom just didn't come back. And so we just kind of formed like, I don't know, almost like little house on the prairie or like party of five or whatever. Like we just had our own little thing. Like I had, remember I had a boyfriend and if he wanted to, like, he wanted to take me to the movies for Valentine's day. And I was like, I can't go without my siblings, like obviously. And so how old were your siblings? Us, how, how old were the they, siblings? They were so the youngest are twins and, um, they were, let's see, if I was 19, so my sister would have been 16 and they would have been uh, 14. So, oh gosh. yeah. So we, it's not like they were, you know, little, they were, we were yeah. all teenagers. Still, really. still little, little still young, right? Still yeah. little. Yeah. I th- well, the, this challenge is like, I don't know, you guys know, like, cause I, I know you have a couple older girls, like mm-hmm. teenagers are pretty effing challenging, especially little girls. <laughs> yes. because- I didn't even think of that when you said, yeah, yeah you're right. Yep, you're but right. Like, I mean, but like, I mean, in a different way, right? Like my sister, Leah, she really wanted to smoke cigarettes like all the time. Like she, <laughs> you know, my heart goes out to my siblings like in the worst way. And I'm so hormonal, I'm, I'm my period. So forgive me if I, you know, <laughs> if I, you're bringing me back to a time where I'm like, I don't know. It's like, just like, it's it's uh, interesting to think about just because, um, you know, my sister, Leah, she would, I, I just like feel really bad because they were obviously, so my sister, Leah was, five years younger than me. And so Mm -hmm. she just imagine five years younger, like I was 19. So I was able to like be a freshman in college and I was able to have a job so I could get like my, you know, like buy my own clothes at least, you know, my sister Leah is 
here, like literally in her early teens, dealing with a mom who's gone all the time. And I was, you know, I'm always uh, just ups- not upset with myself, but maybe a little bit just because I was a teenager and self-absorbed and just wanted to get myself out of there. So I, when the, you know, when the heat was gone and all the things, like instead of like thinking I should bring my siblings with me, like I just peaced out and I was like, you know, see ya. And, Cause like my mom, I remember my sister had written this little sister, Leah, uh, who's five years younger than me had written a note. And this is like, gets me every time, but she had written a note to my mom begging her for like a girl's day. And to just, you know, to just be present essentially. And I remember finding that note wadded up in my sister's bedroom. And, uh, and I went to my mom's bedroom and like banged on her door. She would lock herself in her bedroom doing God knows what. And she'd like blare the music and tell us to like, leave her alone. And all of this to say real fast, a small caveat is my mom had a rough go herself. So Mm -hmm. like, I, I want to be gentle on my mom, but Mm -hmm as a mom myself, I'm like, how the F did you do that? But still I want to be gentle on my mom because she had a rough go herself. But, um, I remember pounding on the door, like, mom, did you read this letter from Leah? That's my sister, Leah. I was like, did you, like, she's begging for not even anything. Like she's just wanted just quality time with you. Like she's begging for your attention. And my mom's like, leave me alone. You know, like she just, my mom, just, you know, didn't, I want to say she didn't have support, you know, she had no, like, she didn't have mm. positive coping, coping mechanisms. Obviously she to do like, you know, um, drugs and whatnot. So, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, she to was say, probably doing the best she could with what she, she was at. Like she was, you know, exactly. that was all she had. That's what I, and hear honestly, that is exactly it. And, um, you know, so, so this is not at all a bash session, my mom, of course, no. although I've to be fully transparent for a very long time, that's, I felt so bitter to, to my mom. And I was like, how could you, like, she did, you know, she did some awful things. Like I, after I ended up gaining custody of my sibling, um, my sister, Amy Lynn, you know, wanted to get a car and she asked me to co-sign for it, of course, cause she didn't have any credit or any money really. And it's not like we got some fancy cars. She got a thousand dollar car, you know, like, and I co-signed yeah, yeah, yeah. with the thousand dollars that I paid. like, you know, I saved every dime I possibly could to like be able to, uh, help her get this car. And I was like, there's one stipulation, do not let mom borrow it because my, our mom oh. would be notorious of like borrowing things and whatnot. And, and my sisters were just begging for her love and her attention and they would do anything to make her happy because that's their mom. And, um, of course my sister let my mom borrow the car and her drug addict boyfriend sold it for <gasps> drugs. I'm not oh, even no. kidding you. Oh, yeah. No. And like in the nick of time, I go over there and I put on like my big girl panties and I pretend like I'm all tough. And we go, cause my sister Amy Lynn's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't listen. And I gave it to oh. mom and she's not giving me the car back. And I was like, we're going to go over and get it. I had no idea that he like sold it, I guess, for drugs or whatever. I also had no idea what this dude looked like. Um, cause I'd never met him. And so I get to the apartment and literally my mom is living in this apartment with like boarded up windows and a camera outside, like a true drug dealer's apartment. And I was like, holy crap, I better get out. I literally called the the cops just so they could be aware of the situation. Cause I was like, I think I might die. Like this guy, cause he like, it's, it was a long story. So needless to say, my mom's been through a lot, but I've also been pretty bitter, um, you know, towards her. And then I went to nursing school and I feel like mental illness is something that is just so mm. not talked about. And yeah. I think that when someone struggles with mental illness and they don't get the help that they need, um, and they feel judged consistently. I mean, that was definitely my mother. Uh, and then they turn to drugs. I mean, it's a downward spiral. So, um, I, I think you highlighted something like for some moms, you know, that relationship is complicated in the best of, in the best of circumstances. It's, it's a complicated relationship. The mother daughter for a lot of people, and I think what you're like emphasizing is you, you can love your mom and also really be like angry and mad at what, like yeah. there, it, 
can have feelings and you, it's not always just, I, I'm, you know, a lot of social media pictures, you'll see there we're best friends and couldn't mm-hmm. live with it. But a lot of people, it's a complicated relationship and doesn't mean you don't love them. It just means you can fucking be so mad and pissed at what they did, but the love is still, you still want them yeah. the love of your mother. Like that's, that's in, in you, you know? You yeah. seem, I mean, we'll, we, we'll talk more about like, um, where you're at now and how you got there, but, um, <laughs> seeing how you, uh, are like success, successful, seems like, uh, you know, really, um, traditional now style family, how, where, where are all your siblings at? And did everybody, did everybody turn out like you? Um, well, you know, I think that this is something I learned from therapy. I'm a huge fan of therapy. First of all, you know, when I had custody of my siblings, I I've always been the kind of person that like strive for perfectionism and which is like, honestly, uh, I guess a blessing and a curse, but, um, I wanted like straight A's. I wanted to go to school. I wanted to make every, I'm a people pleaser. I want to make everyone happy. And so my sister's Uh, you know, this is what I was trying to get at is that they were significantly younger going through these changes with their mom gone. We're moving, they're moving all the time. Like the electricity's off. So they're staying with friends. Like we lived with like my mom's boyfriend. We lived all over the place. And I was a little bit older, which made me a little bit wiser and a little bit more experienced. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They were still, I mean, they were still so young. And so that's the hard part for me is just thinking to myself, like what the, you know, just like, just what they went through. Because when I was, when I was like their age, I should say, like my mom was only just getting into like the, the bad part of it. You know what I mean? Like just starting. It's not like I grew up like my whole life. I mean, it was on and off and it was never as bad as it was when, you know, it was never as bad as it was at that time when I ended up getting custody of my siblings. So um, needless to say, they are incredible and they're amazing. And I think that, uh, to measure success, everyone measures it differently. So Mm -hmm. maybe someone thinks, uh, you know, a lot of money in the bank is successful. Literally my sister Leah thinks farm animals and how many cows she has. I mean, she literally, like we grew up in, you know, Hickville. And so she literally, if she gets more cows, she's like, well, I've got this many cows. And you know, like, so to her, maybe she doesn't have money in the bank, but those cows, every head is, you know, a pretty penny. And she's like, I got this many cows on the farm. She's happy. Yeah. And so in like, you know, the true measure of success really does not come down to, and I can tell you that because I literally have had, you know, no, no two pennies to rub together. And I was the happiest of my life at that point. Like when I had my siblings and I think it's because I didn't even know that like I was going through quote unquote, such a hard time. You just do, you know? And so I think like I feel like the biggest takeaway of it all is that no matter what you're going through, like, just know that like, well, first of all, there are people struggling with things that, you know, harder to, and that doesn't, that doesn't, you know, eliminate the pain and the, the struggles that you're going through, but like, don't, we get one life to live and inevitably life is rough. And so, you know, instead of kind of feeling bad for yourself or, you know, thinking that you're going through such a hard time, if you can try to think of something positive and like, and find some sort of gratitude because everyone's going through a hard time, you know, in life and to just feel bad for yourself. Like truly, like, I know this is a t- touchy situation because a lot of people say, feel your feelings. And, I th- and I'm all about that too, but be careful not to pity yourself or feel bad for yourself because it will lead you into a downward spiral, spiral of like depression and, it's okay to feel down for a day or two. Go for it. I tell my kid all the time, it's okay to feel sad, honey. Like, you know, let your feelings out, but just try not to like wallow in self-pity because it really does bring you down. It can eat you up. It can yeah. consume you. It's so, it's so crazy that you have, it seems like you just have so much knowledge and, you know, you have so much that people can learn from it. It it's hard to believe that you have like struggle with fitting or like not feeling like you're enough. Like it's so hard. It's so hard to believe because honestly, when we had that conversation on your podcast, you, you stuck with me the entire time, just like your story, your journey. Like we even touched upon it. And I'm like, I just, it's, it's really hard. It's so hard because I, you're like, and 
you're amazing. Like it's so there's, and you have such a good perspective on it. Positive message. Yeah. Like not many people can share so vulnerably, but and so openly, but so like optimistic, you know what I mean? How many layers that you're sharing and it's like, it's pretty amazing. Well, I remember I found you guys because, and I, everybody I ever have on my podcast, I basically like find them on Instagram, love them. And then I'm like, Hey, you want to come on the podcast? Yeah. 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 Um, but I remember, I mean, I love you girls. I was like, I want them to be my friend. And you know, just cause you guys are so, I mean, everybody thinks that about you guys. <laughs> like you guys are just so, so fun and you know, just like a good time. And, um, and yeah, I've always like, oh, we have issues too. Don't you worry about that. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? Oh my God. That's exactly why I love it is that you girls are, you are just as transparent and you share the good, the bad, the ugly, and that's life. And I feel like you got, when you can find, yeah, when you can find people who, I don't know, who are willing to be, to kind of like admit their quote unquote, you know, mm-hmm. dare I say mom truths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Like, I mean, it, then stick with that person because you got to have that kind of, I don't know, army behind you or, or like it's if true. it's just one buddy beside you, like you just need you to totally. have some sort of support. Community online that you don't even know because some people don't have access people in their lives, you know, uh, we haven't even gotten to the TV show that has, you, <laughs> have, to you have to tell us because this is the you... craziest story. Yeah. So Yo, how'd you meet your husband? Like, listen to the <laughs> yeah. story, like whatever you're doing, stop this and listen. So wild. Okay. So I, now that you know about my past, I obviously, yeah. I didn't have, I didn't touch on it, but I'll tell you, I didn't know my father. So I went, you know, my whole life looking for, um, my father and, uh, I had four paternity tests, never knew my dad and never really had a good example of relationships. I mean, my mom was literally beaten to a bloody pulp many, many times by my stepdad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would watch like the cops come and break it up and put him in the back seat. And then my mom would be like, no, don't, don't take him. Because like, she felt like, we needed a dad. And so long story short, I never, I truly didn't have a good example of relationships and love. And I knew that I, I, I'm, I was fully aware that I had commitment issues and trust issues and whatnot. And so, um, and the bachelor, I was like, I clearly suck at <laughs> dating. I honestly <laughs> have no idea how to be sexy or woo a man. And so when they had cold called me, um, this show called, it was, it was called the love experiment. Um, at least that's what they said it was called. And they asked if I needed help dating. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, well, we have these experts and this is more like a docu-series. And, uh, you know, if you're interested, basically like these experts would analyze you in a lot of different singles in the tri-state area. And if they find the quote unquote perfect match for you, then, you know, they'll put you together and they will kind of hold your hand throughout the dating process to Wait, see do you get like, paid for any of these or no, this is all just a volunteer on TV shows. So, um, this is the thing for the, the bachelor, you don't get paid. I'm, I don't know if you guys know that or not, but you no. don't get paid no. unless you're the top four girl. And so if you're the top oh. four girl, you get paid maybe like, I think, well, back when I was doing it, which was eons ago, I don't know if they've changed it, but it was like 15. I mean, you don't get paid very much. I mean, you get paid nothing really. And you have to supply all your own wardrobe, your own makeup, all the things for the married at first sight, which is the show. <laughs> Her face they is have so many, I'm like, there's so many clothes. And so like all those dresses, I totally thought they gave a budget for all that. Oh no, you have to literally bring all your own. So I was like, you know, I'm like a girl from a trailer park. I have no money. I only just became a nurse. So I'm like sitting there like, which actually turns out great that I'm in a trailer park because it's very inexpensive, obviously. And there's, and also shout out to all the trailer park girls because there's no shame in living in a trailer park. But, uh, I, uh, I just went to the secondhand store and I mean, that's where I got, I still shop at the secondhand store. I freaking love the secondhand store. And, and uh, Jamie, you know. my uh, cousin lived in a trailer park for many years and it was a double wide and it was beautiful. Like some of them yeah. are beautiful inside. Yeah, some you of them. a trailer park and I was like, she lives in a double wide. It's beautiful. Yeah. You can't even tell when you're on the inside. <laughs> yeah, no, it's beautiful. But, yeah. But anyways, um, what was I saying to you? You were saying money, you were getting paid. And then so I wasn't oh, yeah, yeah. getting paid for, so for, for not love. We yeah. don't know it's love at first sight right now, but got yeah. it. It's called that other one. It, yeah. Um, so yeah. So you do get paid on um, bachelor pad, you get paid or bachelor in paradise. You also get paid like episodic rates. So as long as you're there for however long, then you'll be paid like compensated for that. And for married at first sight, I'll just be transparent and say how much like we were paid. We weren't offered any money. So like when they, 
called me. This wasn't a show like this. I was on season one of Married at First Sight and it wasn't a show. It was had only been done in Denmark. And so kind of how they got me was by showing me that and telling me that, oh, this one couple there, it's been a year. Well, there was two of them that were still together, but one was trying for a baby. And I was like, oh, I want that so bad. Like, I don't know. I just, and it, and it, and it was so different than The Bachelor because it wasn't full of drama. You know, it was really like awkward and, but like, unique chemistry. And so anyways, long after, you know, they revealed that you're actually marrying a complete stranger. And that was actually what the show is. It's actually called married at first sight, not the love experiment. <laughs> and you're going to get married on March 23rd, 2014. If you, if, if we find you a match, um, which was a lot to digest, but they also <laughs> said, you know, also like you have to work your real job. Like I had to work my you know, 40 hours at the hospital plus film the show and all the things. But to me, it was worth it. And also, so for the whole entire season, you got paid $15,000, okay. which, which is, I feel like a, you know, pretty good, uh, sum of money, but it's certainly, you're not becoming rich off no. of marrying a stranger, no. <laughs> you know? No. Um, but yeah, so so my, I got paid $15,000. My husband got paid $15,000 and I was already like, well, geez, like, that's definitely an improvement from the bachelor. I didn't yeah. get paid anything <laughs> on there. <laughs> how did, how did, you know how they found, they found you, I assume because they'd seen you on the bachelor before. Where did they find your husband? So my husband had, question he, yeah, it's a good question. Um, and actually how they find a lot of people. So they do cold outreaches to like law firms, um, like just all, like everything you could think of like restaurants and they Barbers. literally, this is how they did it before. Now I found out that they actually like message people on Instagram. Uh, Instagram wasn't such a big thing. I mean, this was like seven and a half years ago at this point, but uh, now they insta- like message. So I'm like, some of these people probably just want to be Instagram stars or something. Yeah. Cause I'm yes. like, what's going on with the show? Yes. But um, yeah, they, so my husband, they had, he had actually applied to be on a show from the rock called the hero or something. And okay. he wanted to do some obstacle course, like competitive show. And so they had gotten his information somehow through that. That. Um, and then of course my information, like I was already on the bachelor. So, which was interesting that they even wanted someone who was on the bachelor. Cause I, you know, and that was a bit of an issue, like whether or not I took it seriously, um, you know, like marriage and whatnot, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So what the heck? Hold on a second. In in your show, do you literally marry your husband the first time you lay eyes on him? Yeah. Yeah. So you, I... I <laughs> Did you get to talk to him before? No. I didn't... Wait. <laughs> so... You, and you have to say yes or no. You have to say yes, or you have to say yes or no. Have, well, you don't have to per se. Um, like, I guess I could have like walked out of it, but I felt like this is the, like I'm such a people pleaser. I did not want to say yes at when I 
saw my husband the first time, which turns out, you know, uh, for anyone who, for anyone who goes on a blind date and you're not attracted immediately, well, maybe you should give the dude a chance because I've been married to my husband now for seven years. And, and by style. the way, guys, Jamie is open about this on her podcast. I remember you, you have said like, you know, in the beginning, I was like, I, I don't know if I, like, it took a little while for the love to, to grow. Obviously you just met, but this isn't like you being like, you know, he knows this. This is not like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is not okay. a secret that you're sharing. Like, it's not oh, like. You can literally watch it all unravel. It's not a pretty <laughs> sight. I, I'm like, I, I'm like batting. I don't know what this, the batting, you know, like two for two, I guess. Like I'm sucked. <laughs> I sucked wooing the bachelor. Then I sucked at wooing my husband too. <laughs> so wait, so then, so then, okay. So now you're married and then like, do you leave together and drive off and go to like live together? Like, how did you not like, cancel it after that like how did you stay committed okay. to okay. yeah okay. okay so this is what happened I first of all they're these experts I really genuinely like trusted them and believed okay. in the process in the scientific process behind it so I went to school okay. to be a nurse I'm really into like I don't know analytics and whatnot and they were like listen right now marriage and divorce it's 50 50 in America like quite quite literally and so we're thinking if we can uh you know analyze these people and kind of like create, um, create a couple based on like all the things that they actually want with, with, with a partner, uh, their background, their history, all the things like, could that potentially work out better than someone trying to find their own partner? Right. Obviously arranged marriages have been around for, you know, eons. I mean, they're still happening. And so, um, it's not a completely unfound. I mean, the only thing that's kind of weird is that your parents aren't arranging you. It's actually like these quote unquote experts. Um, but that uh, actually seems like a better idea. I kind of, right. They actually may know. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone should get married. What was that? Everyone should do it before they, even if you find a partner, like go, go to these experts, and like, like dissect and see if you could like, you know, really make it. Yeah. yeah. Are you really, truly compatible? Um, mm-hmm. so anyways, that's kind of how they got you. So that's how they got me like into my wedding gown and my sisters were the bridesmaid. I mean, this is a full, this is a very legal wedding. And, and I really believe that like, this was kind of like what I needed in life because I just did. Uh, I, like I said, like at the top of the call, like I, I tend to be a little insecure and, um, clearly not that great at dating. And so I was like, if someone could help me like not freak out over the small things and communicate better and have better trust then like I'm, I'm down. And so, um, one expert, her name's Dr. Pepper, just to kind of add insult to injury. <laughs> one of the experts <laughs> is Dr. Pepper. Um, I really vibed well with her and I felt like she was just so authentic and genuine. And wow. so when she's a match, I was like, okay, like I'm trusting you that this isn't, you know, crazy. You still talk she- to her now or no, Dr. Pepper? Oh yeah. So, oh, I love that. Yeah, no. So I actually host the show now. So Married at First Sight has been on for several, several seasons. It's um, it's actually just wrapped up the last season, which was in Atlanta. Um, so you're the host? Yeah. Yeah. For I how host. long? Shit, I need to watch. Do we get this in Canada I don't know yet? if we get it in Canada. I don't know if we yeah, get it. Yeah, I don't know either. actually if you do I don't either. I feel like, I mean, you, you know when you host it? You kind yeah, of do, so we need to I don't really share about that. that much on uh, on Instagram. Because Why? I don't know. I'm uh, like, to me, it's like, I don't know. Um, and almost, I don't know if it seems like bragging or something. I don't know. Like I, I'm not oh my gosh, like, Jamie, they, <laughs> how many years have you been the host? I've been the host since season. Well, we, so the host, we only started, this as like a digital project. This it's called married at first sight unfiltered where I interview the cast. Yeah. Uh, it started out years ago from like the first season. I mean, I've been the host since day one. Um, so now oh it's my- been probably five years, I guess. Yeah. I would freaking brag about that, that, that <laughs> I, I've been hosting a show for five years. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. get Bragging rights because that's pretty remarkable. That's an yeah. amazing, you know, especially for people who maybe don't come from a lot and think they could never be some, something mm-hmm. like the host of a TV show. Like that's, you know, not for nothing. That's for sure. Something I should probably talk about more because it, nothing would make me like, I don't know, make me prouder or happier than to know that I inspired someone to like Mm -hmm. live and to know, because I'm telling you that the one thing that really helped me feel like I could be quote unquote somebody or something was seeing and like reading different, I used to be obsessed with reading autobiographies and different like memoirs and, and just see like, 
this is a brand like I mean Marilyn Marilyn Monroe, which is a very strange example, but um, she was a foster child and she like what I mean, like stories like hers, but also there's um another story. It was um homeless to Harvard. Have you guys heard about that story? No. It's like this girl who was home, like legit homeless and then ended up going to Harvard and like graduating. So she literally went from homeless. I mean, like, so I used to like just devour these books because I was begging for my own way out and I just didn't mm-hmm. know how to get out. And oh, I never- we need this. We And just even yeah. the, the every, you know, so many women we talk to just feel like they could never, you know, they become and they could never do anything more. Like they're like, yeah. I don't believe in myself to do this, but you are like such a risk taker. It's like, I know it's crazy. And it's so inspiring. Like, yes, you know, it would be so easy to be like, that could never happen to me, but that can happen to you. Like your hard work and like, you know, saying yes and being open to the universe and trying things where you are like, what a fucking lesson for people. Like, mm-hmm. look what yeah. you're doing. You know, that's, un, that's remarkable. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I mean, nothing that would be awesome if, you know, someone, I don't know, just, well, that happened actually once to me when I was on like right after the bachelor, um, I was on the train, I was in Manhattan on the train going downtown and this, she wasn't a little girl. Maybe she was like a teenager or something. And she tapped me on the shoulder and I had never been a pro, you know, like now it's a little bit more common that someone will just like, like, Jamie, hi, you know, but like back then I had never been approached by a stranger who knew me or like something about me. And she, she literally told me that, um, she had saw, she saw me on the bachelor. She knew I was a nurse and she knew obviously that I came from a trailer because they really kind of exploited like the whole trailer thing. Um, like that's like to answer your question. I feel like they probably liked that I was in a trailer maybe. I don't know. Okay. Right. You know, they never had me. I don't know. I never, mm-hmm. I haven't really come up with it that much. But in any case, this little girl was like, you know, you really inspired me to go to nursing school. And I was like, like I mean it like that will always stick with me because I was like I was always very ashamed I never told I'm a wide open book now but when I went on The Bachelor even though I had to share I felt like I had no choice but to share that I lived in a trailer I didn't tell a soul that I lived in a trailer I didn't tell anybody that my mom struggled with drugs I didn't tell anybody that I had custody of my siblings Mm -hmm. I didn't tell a soul I was so ashamed and embarrassed of all of these things and then when that little girl said she saw you know like that I, you know, came from a similar life, I guess, to her. And, uh, although I'm like, maybe she was, I don't know. I'm like, I don't think there's trailer parks in the, in the city, but I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyways, like she was like, you know, she just, it just inspired me that she, that she was inspired by me. I was like, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like if you have, I kept that all so hidden and I was so ashamed of it for so long when, and now that I'm an adult, I'm like, girl, this isn't even your issue. Like, this is your mom's issue. Like, yeah. why are you ashamed Good point. of it? Good But point. that's, I think, kind of what happens, I think, when you have kids. And so I'm being really careful myself not to um, put any of my insecurities on into like into my daughter uh, or my son. But um, anyways, like, I, I think that, um, you know, that like, that's, that's why I'm now like a wide open book because a, like, I hope it inspires someone to know that they can, they, they, that they're, first of all, they're not, they're not alone in their struggles. No one's alone in their struggles. We are all in this together, but also like, God, it's freeing. Like now, like Mm. if no one pick on me and call me trailer trash, like, because I'm, I told you I'm living a trailer call, you know, like, it's not like a, like, you know, like if you put your skeletons out there, if you're the one to like reveal them to the world, yes. then no one can hold them over your head. There's no power in it. There's zero yeah. power. You're like, okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I never discovered that until like, thank God for the bachelor picking me because I probably would still be like hiding my skeletons in the closet trying to be, and this is the thing is that, you know, when you see those Instagrammers and I know you guys obviously aren't them, but like. I almost have empathy for the Instagrammers who, you know, filter themselves constantly and contour their bodies to be a certain shape and whatnot, because they don't see their own worth and their own beauty without having to put the filter on and the contour or Mm -hmm. lose weight or, and it's like, oh, my heart goes out to you because you are so much more than all of that, you know, but. And it's so much more work too. Yes. It's exhausting to try to keep up with that. And then people see, you and they're like oh and you're like oh god I don't want to go in public because I'm not me it's so it's a vicious vicious 
cycle. And yeah. now you and your husband are madly in love. You went yeah, on sorry. your- no, I, I remember, heard, I'm not talking about Merida for sight at all here. <laughs> no, you, it's a pod. You can talk about this. Is no, a, I podcast love, is like hanging love, out with girlfriends. It's never like, no, there's no, script, I know no questions. And I feel it's like just, all, all your stories always, you, it always, they always sort of end with such a good outlook on something and like a lesson for all the, the listeners to like, you know, to do something in their life that'll make them feel better because of the, through the experiences that you've had. So although you have a lot of like interesting stories, they all lead to like insight. So it's so great. Cause every time we talk about, we bring something up, it always leads to something bigger and like more important yeah. and deeper than just the surface level of what we're talking about. I, I do have to say you have a love story and you guys yeah. got married at first sight and yeah. I, I remember, okay, tell me if I'm correct. You guys went away right after the show. You went away, right? Did you guys go somewhere on like a vacation? They'd send you on a vacation? Yeah, I will yeah, never so get honeymoon. over this. They send never you on a real wedding. Like, yeah, a, a- okay, so they send you on a honeymoon and you have to like, you're like, so do we make out? Like, what yeah, do well, we do? Do we all kiss? Yeah. Oh, God. No, I, uh, I laid the ground rules. I've always been pretty verbal. Um, you know, I... I laid the ground rules really early that I did not want to pretend that I was like this happy and love bride just because they were filming a TV show. And I didn't want that. I felt like that wasn't fair to him, like to just pretend mm-hmm. that I was in love and like, then I'm really not in love. And I wasn't sure if that's what they were expecting out of me, but I was like, that's not, I can't even pretend like this is, I wasn't attracted to him. And I felt, it felt wrong in my stomach, you know, to like, being oh, married to someone, <laughs> not to have a panic attack. I just, yeah. I've, and I, and I've heard like you told us about this before, but I still, I cannot put myself in your body at that time. I just can't. Uh, I like. Well, it was a, a a train wreck, really. I mean, I literally was like a panic in a puddle on the floor in my wedding dress, trying to hide away from cameras with like my veil that is obviously see-through and it, you know, it was, it was a train wreck, but honestly, I am so thankful because I remember the producer, she was like, Jamie, remember like why you did this? Like, remember your conversation with Dr. Pepper and how you felt so confident. And I was like, oh yeah, I was so confident. I don't know what, uh, what was I thinking? But I was like, (laughs) okay. Like, and, and it wasn't honestly, truly like, it wasn't like my husband, was like God awful to look at. It was, it was more of a feeling like, you know, it was more of like, I, and you know, you envision your wedding day and having some sort of chemistry, of course, you know, and it felt wrong. But like, How all did of a sudden, he feel? Well, he was quite happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Jamie. Oh, so literally, I love you. <laughs> literally, you're the best. Literally. Honestly, it was bad because he was like sweating and smiling from ear to ear and my side of the of the room was like oh boy like what and I was just like oh boy this this isn't what I thought it was gonna be I thought that this was for real and I you know but he you know he was nervous and he was very attracted and you know we all act different ways and whatnot I don't know it just it turned out to be great though because literally he was such a gentleman. He was so patient. And, you know, I went through like, um, you know, like I was, um, this is my son. He's leaving the room. Yes. He's gone. Totally get it. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I was, um, sexually abused as a kid. And so I've always been really, really awkward when it comes to like just intimacy in general, not even just sex. And he, my husband was so patient and he was so unaffected and so strong and confident and just so, just so loving toward around me. Like, even though I didn't have the best reaction and even though anybody else would be like, what a snot for not being attracted to me, you know, like anybody would have an ego blow from that, but like he didn't. And he- He was just like, he literally was just like, I'm going to win her over. And, and that's attractive. That and confidence. That's and honestly, yeah. it had nothing to do with, it really had nothing to do with him. It was more of a feeling like, unless it was Un- Like an unsafe feeling, right? Like just like, yeah. For me, yeah, I totally, like, it's like a homesick. You're like, I want my mom, bad example, but to come, yeah. and, <laughs> you know, but like, I, it's a feeling of being unsafe and wanting someone to 
make you feel safe. And that's what marriage is, right? The person who makes you feel yeah. safe at, at all times. And if they don't make you feel safe, that's a really awful feeling, even if it's because they're mad, you know, that safety feeling. And, and, the, and the truth is, is that that kind of safety is, is it's like an earned thing. Earned. And that's why, why you didn't feel it in the beginning. Right, right, exactly. And I think that I put so, I was just so like blunt, like tunnel vision that like, that these experts were not going to like fail me, I guess. And then I felt like, like, oh my God, like, I guess I, this is the truth though. This is honestly, the truth is I had such high expectations because they kept on saying that this guy that they matched me with was their favorite and who was so funny and and I'm really going to like him. And then the producers would be like, shh, shh, you know, she's not supposed to know anything about him. So I didn't know anything about him. They just kept saying, oh, we really like him. He's our favorite. He's so funny. Da, da, da. So I'm like, whoo, who is this going to be at the end of the aisle? Like their favorite right. so funny. And, uh, and that's, I mean, not to just add another lesson, like after all the stories, but it's true. Like have, I had such high expectations and I should have had like no expectations. I mean, what, mm-hmm. I mean, or at least a little less, I mean, come on, you're marrying a stranger. <laughs> what are you looking for? <laughs> Who's unmarried at first sight? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So now, oh, you know, gosh. I think the, the biggest takeaway of that though, is truly like, don't judge a book by its cover and maybe give like the guy that you're not attracted to or the girl, um, a second chance, you know, like get, get to know them rather than just instantly. I mean, if I had just been like, nope, like if I had just closed off my mind, I wouldn't have my husband. I wouldn't have our two beautiful mm-hmm. children. I mean, I'd probably still be trying to straddle men and giving them kiss lessons and, <laughs> and like, be attractive. And it would just be a complete shit show more, more so than it already is. <laughs> You're like a role model for the world. It's so know. what you've been through, you know, ever you've talked about so many points and I can think of someone in each, you know, each point that could mm-hmm. really, I mean, God, I, I literally could talk to you forever. I feel, I, like, I feel yeah, the same I way. Don't I, I, remember, like, I remember, I remember we felt this, the last time. And I, sometimes I wonder if like, we are all just kind of like, we just like vibe or if you're like that with everybody. <laughs> Anyways, you don't have to say, you don't have to say, it's just so easy to talk to you. Oh no, you guys, I, I love, I love you girls. I mean, I started following you and reached out to you first because I just, I love that you're just so, you were the first real moms on Instagram you know, with your mom truths. And now it's like, you know, it's, it's awesome that it's become more of a thing to just be, you know, super honest. Oh, thank transparent. God. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. You guys are like the trailblazers. I feel like who started with your mom truth, just being silly in your car, you know, mm-hmm. rapping mm-hmm. about God knows what, as a matter of fact, you guys did a video to Lizzo. Um, uh, oh yeah. 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 I don't remember what it was, but I remember feeling overwhelmed. Is it feeling overwhelmed. Oh yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Ooh, I love that. And like, I mean, you guys like have, I just have loved and adored you ladies for such a long time. I'm sure all of your listeners, obviously. So Jamie, feel- ev- I mean, so Natalie, everyone loves her and vibes with her. She's just that person. And that's why she's got been it. On. No, no. I've mean, <laughs> been on for TV shows because everybody loves her. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, I wish that was the case. You, well, I guess you, you know, when you're on TV, like a lot, a lot of the people do not like me because, you know, they'll, they like, I got a lot of hate for not immediately like feeling in love with my husband Mm. and, you know, like, you know, just, you just get a lot of hate when you're on judgment. You're like the original fairy tale, like forget Cinderella and all that shit. You're (laughs) like the OG, like that's how it should be. You know, like you meet the person and then you like get to know them. And then he's like, you know, doesn't give up on you. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand by you. Even if all these things, like, you know, know. Oh my God. I need to know, has there been any other successful married at first sights that have lasted like more than a couple of years? Um, I mean, so many at this point. So there have what? been, there, we're now, yeah, there's many married at first sight babies. I'm dying to go on. Is there an Instagram? Yeah. It's, uh, so it's, uh, it's on lifetime. I think you guys have lifetime. Oh, oh I, we yeah, are right? we're watching like, this. Jamie, we're like seven years behind you guys. Like you guys get a show and then we get it. Like, you know, we get the reruns of you guys yeah, like, I, new season. And we're like, we I haven't know. even got it yet. I texted my mother-in-law really? when, when the show, um, why women kill come out and she's like, <laughs> I can't find it anywhere. And then she was like, that was in here two years ago. And I'm like, 
Okay, well, we missed out on that one. Um, but there's Wait, where's that one? That one sounds so good. Why Women, Why kill? women kill? Yeah. I love true crime. Oh, I do, but it's actually not, it's a total drama. I think it's brilliantly done over, um, uh, with a whole bunch of different decades and storylines, but they all kind of relate to each other because it all happens in the same house, but you're watching it in like the sixties, seventies, like it's really cool. Wait, is it, is it a reality show or is it a scripted show? (sighs) Scripted. And it's got famous people that you know in it, but I don't know how. It seems like nobody's heard of it. <laughs> Every time I love a show, it gets canceled. Every time um, I love a show. <laughs> so that's, that's when you know it's not going to last. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining yeah, us. No, we took honestly. you for a long time because yeah. honestly, we have to cut ourselves off because we could talk to you forever. You're, yeah, you're like, this has been one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done. Yeah. So thank you for- so, well, Full of good, know- goodness. I'm a longtime fan of you ladies for real. And I always, I'm always said, I just want to be your friend. <laughs> like everybody we're friends. Else. We're friends and we can't wait to come to Florida and hang out. <laughs> and I, I want to tell you, this podcast is going to resonate with so many women. I hope you oh, know gosh, that, yes. that this conversation is just going to be one we will get DM'd and flooded with. So like, thank you for oh, vulnerability, absolutely. your honesty, your openness, your genuineness, your authenticity, and, everything is. And thanks for letting us all lie in bed for this. That was amazing. Oh my God. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Girls, I have to worry about doing my hair for cat. And yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> nope. Now it's time to go make dinner and oh, get God. babies, you know, all fed. <laughs> all right. All right, Jamie. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.